welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor Ward Mythaler. And all retired this evening, we have Chief John Newman. Major, welcome back. Ronald McMullen. Uh, we have... Uh, Corporal David D'Agresto, we've got Officer Andrew Casal and Producer Will Statcher. So I think I've got everybody covered. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Galls. Uh, we have GunLearn.com, Guardian Alliance Technologies, MyMedicare.live, Tactote.com, and we are powered by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. And um, yeah, I know, I know you're, uh, you're, you can't wait to get all some of that bang there, Ron. I know that. So look, uh, our very first uh, main story that we've got, um, Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, Lil Wayne claim systemic racism is a myth. Um, I thought it was a, you know, it's something I've actually been holding on uh, to cover, uh, but, you know, just covering this with just a, a bunch of white boys and white girls just doesn't quite cut it. So, Ron, I'm glad you were able to make the show this evening. Um, important topic. And, you know, look, this video uh, with Morgan Freeman, Denzel, and Lil Wayne, let me tell you, extremely hard to find for whatever reason. Um, the link I had to it, um, the video dried up, and I, I probably had at least a dozen uh, video links that had just, you know, the video vanished, very hard to get a hold of. So, uh, have a link, words available, you know, so if you guys want to watch it, you can, at the bottom of the article, you know, um, you know, or the, or the video, you'll be able to have a, a separate video that Will will put up there, a link in case you want to watch it. Uh, but uh, CNN, it, it, look, it's got a bunch of clips, but um, there is a CNN, it starts off with a CNN uh, tonight, a black reporter um, talking to Morgan Freeman and saying, do you think that race plays a part in wealth distribution or even, or either a mindset that you can't, and while the guy's trying to get it out, Morgan Freeman uh, pipes in, he goes, you mean today? And the guy goes, yeah. And so Freeman goes, no. And so uh, the reporter goes, you don't? And so Freeman says, no, I don't. I don't. You and I were proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick and put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. So that was uh, Morgan Freeman. Then in Lil Wayne, he's talking about uh, during an interview, uh, God knows I've been nothing but blessed my whole path. Uh, these 33 years have been nothing but a blessing. I have never, and never is a strong word, I've never dealt with racism, and I'm glad I didn't have to. Um, and then we've got uh, Anthony uh, Mackie, an actor, um, giving some very compelling um, testimony on the subject. You've got uh, conservative commentator David Webb. Uh, he's um, talking uh, pretty much like testifying in, in a debate. And, and he's talking about in Baltimore where Freddie Gray died in a van. And of course, if you guys remember, we covered that the Baltimore six and they were being prosecuted by the uh, state attorney, Marilyn Mosby. Um, he was saying that in Baltimore, the city's 45% black city council's hundred percent Democrat. And the majority of them are black. The top cop was black. The number two cop was black. The majority of the command staff, they were black, black mayor, um, attorney general was black. And yet here we are talking about racism. It's observed 70% of the homicides are black on black. And that's about 40 per month and about almost 500 per year. And he goes, and that was the la last year in Chicago when he gave this interview. And he goes, 
of them are unsolved murders. And he goes, worse Black Lives Matter on that. The idea that a racist white cop is shooting uh, unarmed black people, it is a peril to black people and it's BS is what he said. So that's kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the start of this topic. I know we may talk for a little while on this. It's a little bit in depth, but something that needs to get covered, especially every wall, every once in a while by law enforcement. So guys, um, any thoughts on this commentary? All right, anybody wants to start us off, go ahead, guys, jump in. There you go, Ron. I got to go first. I got to go first. I think, I think they all want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> They're all scared because they know how you treated me before. But anyway, <laughs> oh, we'll God. discuss that now. <laughs> but but um, <clears throat> I don't ever want to say that, uh, never say never. But, you know, growing up, my parents were very strict in the sense of we couldn't use that as, even if it was true, because they would go handle it. But we couldn't say that like this. I had this teacher, this hag. Oh, she was horrific. And I knew why she didn't like me. And then she had the intestinal fortitude and the eggs one day to say in class that I, I have rarely had people do as well on my tests, and never have I had anyone that looks like you do well. And uh, I'm bummed out because I missed the I made a 98 on this damn midterm and I missed the Ides of March, which is the easiest question, you know, in Shakespeare. Anyway, long story short, me and her had words. And then once I started, I couldn't stop. And I lit her up, her fat behind up. I tightened her up. Sorry. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, she called my coaches. And, uh, you know, the coach comes down to the classroom and clowns me in front of everyone. I wanted to punch him out. But anyway. Was that your, a bad, your, your badminton coach? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, my cheerleading coach. <laughs> so we get to football practice that evening, and uh, he goes, Ron, you know, she's been that way her entire life. She's not going to change, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was so funny, he says exactly what my dad said. You know, dad goes, son, are you going to be black tomorrow? Yeah. Is she going to be white tomorrow? Yeah. Then are you feeding effing or financing her? Is she doing that to you? Then why do you care? She's ignorant. Move on. You just continue to, you know, win with success. Move on. You're going to find people like this in your life. And this isn't an excuse we use in this house. And that's how dad was. Now, I found out later after, you know, I was in college, found out that he'd gone and had a conversation with her, said, I'm watching you. We're watching you. So that made me feel better. But at the time, I was like, this woman is dogging me out. If she were a dude, I might have punched her and been in jail is what would have happened, you know, especially when you're young and, you know, dumb and all that stuff. But I see exactly what he's saying because I was blessed, too. I had two parents. They were lions. And they were educated and they gave a foundation that you don't fear someone because of the color of their skin, but you always respect the law. Whatever the police officer tells you to do, do. You don't ever fight. Oh, like like one of these videos. It's like, why are you fighting a police officer? Why don't you show them your hands? You have a gun. How do you think you're going to win? Where is this? At what point do you think in your ever loving mind that this is a this is going to turn out as a positive situation for you? It's not. So but. Think about how the word of mouth, how, well, you guys don't have older black parents or grandparents or great grandparents, but the way they talked about how they were treated, how much better it is for us and the opportunities. They had opportunity. We have opportunity that they would never dream of having, ever dream of having. So it's tough to ask someone, if you have someone of that age, that we have systemic racism, when they're like, you're allowed to go, you're allowed to read a book. You're allowed to get on the bus and sit anywhere you want to sit. You're allowed to go to any school you want to go to. There are so many scholarships for you to go to college. So it's tough. I don't want to ever say, oh, there's absolutely no systemic racism. But, you know, you can look at little examples here and there of what's done and it's, and it's geared to your 
you're behind, excuse me. But um, I understand exactly what all of them are saying. Uh, one of my one of my corporals, when I was a, I was just out of training and I was on a squad, and the corporal goes, "What is this rap crap?" You go, "That stuff ain't gonna last a summer." Da da da. I go, "It's been a couple of years. I think it's here to stay." Oh, I was listening to Ringo Starr, and he said this is junk music. Da 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 da. da. Therefore, and I remember it like it was yesterday, and I go, uh, "I think." more white folks listen to this than black folks. So little Wayne is spot on when he says there, he looked out and there was one black face in his audience and that was his makeup artist. So it's little stuff like that, little slight changes like that, that should change a perspective and change the uh, respect or the interaction between two or three races. When you play football, any sport, as an example, you have to depend on someone else. You learn to depend and talk and converse and live with um, someone of a different race or different culture. You know what I'm saying? But until we get down to where we can have a discussion about, you know, American history, and I love that, American history is not just, Black history is not just one month. You're, if, you're, if you're American, American history is uh, all the time. But I get so tired of, like, we would cover slavery inside of 10 minutes in school and then do some jiffy behind Sumerians and Ottomans and we spent a whole week on that garbage. It's like, eh, are any of those guys in America now? You know? So that always bothered me. And it's like, everyone's so uncomfortable. Well, if we would have had this uncomfortable conversation 50 years ago, we'd be catapulted far beyond what we are today. So how about we're all proud of our history, all proud of our, you know, our relation that, that have, have done positive and, and good things. Let's talk about how we are similar and, and uh, study how we're different. But, you know, we should be on the same page when it comes to America, red, white, and blue, and move forward. But that's not the case because everyone, everyone, there's, there's, a, there's profit in some of this garbage. And um, a lot of it is you get the wrong, just like you said, you get the wrong example and then try to hold them up as, look what the police did. If you have 99 people doing something correctly and one person doing something wrong, and you have a whole industry on this person, this 1%, why do you have a whole industry on that? How about having a whole industry on, but look what police officers do in my neighborhood. Now, one guy six states over kills somebody, and he should be put under the prison, but oh, all of y'all do it. So then why are you mad if someone treats you like the black kid over there that's selling drugs? You know, that's the example that people need to just stop and think. Don't paint everyone with the same brush. Don't you dare tell me I'm not a good police officer. Damn it, I was exceptional. I'll tell anyone that. Most people might not believe it, but... uh. Don't, don't you dare paint me as a bad officer or someone who's trying to beat someone or how someone has power and I can use my power. Well, my power is in my mind, between my ears. That's where my power comes from. And the raising that I was, I was blessed to get from my parents and my grandparents and family members. Well, Ron, I thank, thank you, Major. And, and I know that we've got David and the, and the chief uh, waiting to talk. Um, just real quick, I've got about 15 seconds before we take our first commercial break. But I understand what you're saying. Of course, there's a difference between systemic racism and racism. I think what you're saying is, is that there are, there's evidence occasionally of racism, but the systemic you know, is pretty much off the table, I think. I'm glad that Brett Bartlett was not on the show. You're talking about depends. I think he might have been offended. And also, Ward has done a DNA check, so he may have some relatives that, you know, he may be able to identify a little bit with what you said. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, look, when a, the job is tough 
and your days are long, do you remember why you got into law enforcement? Do you remember raising your hand for the oath, your pride holding that badge for the first time? It's that core calling that Gauls relentlessly serves with every order, every call, every smiling hello. When so many things have been stacked against law enforcement, Gauls is here to lift law enforcement back up to its rightful place of honor. Gauls has been serving public safety for more than 50 years, coast to coast, partnering with the most trusted brands and powered by technology built to make it easier than ever for you to get the gear that you need. So their CEO, Mike Thadden, who we've had on the show, he is the son and grandson of law enforcement officers and understands the challenges that you face every day. And he's shaping goals to make it less challenging with the best possible customer service. You deserve the best and goals is committed to delivering nothing less. It's time to experience the new goals at goals.com. Welcome back to Leo Roundtable. Uh, guys, the floor is yours. Chief Corporal, go ahead. Ron, when you were running, you know, not to take away from the video, but when you were running for um, you know, elected office, I think sometimes, you know, these the issues they talk about in the video are hot topics because they sound good to, you know, the community or even to the person running for office that they we have to talk about racism and we have we have to fix it. And, you know, sometimes I get tired sometimes where that becomes the throwdown word when it really, when it shouldn't be, you know, it just, you know, it, it always puts somebody on the defensive. How how did you deal with that? And how much of that did you experience when you were campaigning? I experienced quite a bit of it. I, I was kicked out of two, uh, <laughs> two campaign events, actually. Um, and both events were majority black and black run. But uh, like one, they asked me, um, oh, do you support the KKK? What? And I'm like, are you serious? And then the lady's like, oh, oh, you think that's funny? Do you know what the KKK is? And I'm like, you know, at first I was, you know, what are you talking about? Why would I not know? Who doesn't know what the KKK is? You know, and I have to explain. And as a man of color, I'm here on the trail proving, trying to prove how black I am. And I'm really black because I speak standard correct English. My parents had a little bit of money. I go, that's called generational wealth. Their parents had money. They had money and now I have money. Yes. So am I embarrassed about that? No, I'm bougie as hell. I don't care. That's me. I'm Will Smith. No, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> Uncle Phil. I'm Uncle Phil on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I go, that's how I grew up and I'm not ashamed of it. And I want everyone in here to be able to have that same opportunity that my father gave me. But they always, as a black candidate, you're always proving how black you are, you know? And um, I, they never asked the other guy, or any of the other candidates or the sitting sheriff, they never asked the question that they asked me, you know? Um, you know, what do you do? What do, you do? What do, you do? Oh, I don't know if you're really black. Well, then you're too ignorant for me to talk to. And I, I you know, I don't talk to ignorant people. I just don't do it. You know, I know rank catches privileges and I have a sergeant, you know, he's yours or she's yours. I, Cause I don't do it. I don't have time. I have much more important things, you know, and, and, and you know, much more serious, you know, um, what do you say? Some uh, irons in the fire. I don't have time for this jiffy BS. I don't, I just can't do it. You know, if you're that far gone, you're not good enough to talk to me. Your mind is too small. And, and some people, you know, no matter how small your mind is, I still can't read it. So you have to articulate, use your words and we can have a conversation. You know, Ron, he, he, he touched on a couple of things uh, in his first monologue um, and, and that that the other that some of the celebrities had, had said, I know in watching it, uh, Denzel Washington was very big on 
on family. Ron touched on that. You know, he came from his parents, plural, uh, and and uh, there was a lot of of talk in that segment about the reversal of the black family. Um, I don't remember the exact stats, but they were talking in a certain year, 70% were two parent households. And now that is completely flipped and almost seven, six, between 60 and 70% are single parent households. 80, 20. And yeah. And, and he said that, um, uh, and this was Denzel's uh, thing. He was saying that, that, same as Ron, he had two parents in the house. In the house, his mother and his father set the example, told him that you can do whatever you want. You know, this is how you uh, this is how you succeed, so on and so forth. And three of his good friends growing up came from single family homes, and every he said every single one of them has been in and out of prison now their entire lives, and he has not. And he uh, he attributed it almost completely to his parents, and not only his parents but their parents, and going back those generations that set that example for him and he said that's that's in his words that's what was missing uh, a big thing there um so i was glad to hear ron talk about that and also the for lack of a better term the industry the politics of victimhood and you can't do it yourself we have to help you and you have to vote for us so we can give you these things that will allow you to have opportunity and it's like wait a minute. And, and that industry is so profitable to so many people that they, they don't want it to change. Um, that was who talked about that. It was either Morgan. I think it might've been Morgan Freeman. One, one of the celebrities uh, had said that same thing or talked about that. So those are the two things that Ron touched on that I saw also those other uh, celebrities and Ron's a celebrity, big celebrity uh, um, talk about and, and touched on that, that I see as being, just as important. Well, thanks, Corporal. Uh, Andrea, um, and good topic, good uh, good dialogue too, guys. Andrea, why don't you uh, close us out on this? We got about a uh, little over two minutes before our next break, but go ahead. Um, just a few things on this. I think Morgan Freeman, you know, he says, stop talking about it. And I don't think he means stop talking. About it. I think he stop, means stop talking about, you know, race and stop talking about, you know, we, we've talked about that on here. Leave the adjectives out. Stop talking about, you know, the black man did this, the white man did this, you know, white police officer, black police officer. Leave those out of there. Let's just say human beings. I think when we talk about things starting at home, we're talking about teaching our children at home too to not feel a certain way about any child, about any human being. You know, have a have a just human respect. If you teach that in the home from the beginning for all human nature then you're going to see a huge difference. So I think that's where the conversation really needs to start. You know, I'm around kids all the time now. I'm, I, you know, I'm with my kids a lot. I'm with the, with the school kids. And we have several different kids of all different walks of life. And everybody is treated the same there. Why? Because we don't sit there and we don't single anybody out. Everybody's, uh, you know, they're Catholic or they're Christian and, and they just care about a human being. And I think that that's very important. You know, I always say my father was from Cuba. We didn't see race growing up. I've never seen race. I don't, I don't see it. I see a human being. I see either you're good or you're, or you're bad, or you make good choices, you make bad choices. And I think if we go back to that, we teach that in the home, you have, you know, I, I am a single parent. I will teach my children. You will respect anybody. I don't care what they look like. Respect them. And if you don't, then you're going to be talking to me. And if we do that, we take care of that in the home. And then that transfers into the school. I think you'll see a lot of this change. And I think that the conversations will be different. But I do agree with Denzel. 
you have to just leave some of those adjectives out of there. All right, thank 15 uh, seconds, 100%, Ron. 100%. Uh, I want to say I don't want to act like there's no prejudice in the world because we all know that's not the case. So we're talking about um, the opportunities and, and moving forward in this life. Um, and so thank you. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Major. Guys, time for another commercial break. We will be right back. Let's talk about industry leader and technology solutions for law enforcement. It's Guardian Alliance Technologies. Their software will cut background investigators' time in half. Now, we all know there is a call for more accountability in hiring and selecting who gets to wear the badge. And Guardian has developed a CGIS-compliant background investigative software platform that helps weed out problematic applicants in record time. And with Guardian, the entire background check process, it's more comprehensive, but it's also much faster for both the agency and the applicant. So there's no upfront fees or long-term commitments. So I strongly recommend that you visit them today at guardiananliancetechnologies.com. Also, Medicare. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options alone in just Charlesport County, Florida alone, which is where I'm at. The benefits, they can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? You can contact mymedicare.live. That's area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in Hillsborough County or Florida. And uh, look, uh, go to mymedicare.live as well. Talk to James or Bobby. They'll meet you in person. They'll help you save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors actually accept and get you more benefits that you qualify for. So again, area code 813-245-6656 or mymedicare.live. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Guys, is there anybody on the last topic that we have? Anybody that wants to interject anything? And if not, um, we'll go ahead and start off here then. Um, Andrew, did you use your mic open? Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, like, look, we're all adults here. We can have a conversation. Ron and I could sit down. We could probably talk about anything, you know, because we're both adults. We're both human beings. We sit there. We respect each other. We may not always agree. We may not always have the same opinion, but we respect each other. I respect him as a human being. He respects me as a human being. There's a lot of differences between us. You can look at us. We're not the same. But I love Ron, and, and I'm sure, you know, Ron feels the same way about me. If, and more people could do that, and they would just have a conversation. We're not perfect. None of us on this panel are perfect. A conversation can be had. And I think that people sit there, they get concerned about what they're going to say. They get concerned about hurting people's feelings. We need to set all of those things aside, and we need to sit there and realize none of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes. I know several times I showed up on a call. People made an opinion about me before I got there. If I took that personally, I couldn't do my job the way that I should have done my job. If you sit there and you set those things aside, realize that we're all human beings. We all have biases. We all have prejudices. Set them aside. You be the best you. And then, therefore, we'll all be successful. All right. Thank you, Andrea. Thanks to the panelists for uh, for being here and, uh, and making it happen. I appreciate it, guys. Also, a shout out to our sponsors again. Galls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.life, Tac-Tote.com, and Bang Energy for powering us. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. <laughs>